1: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
2: Tonight, the new reporting as President Biden considers a trip to Israel, and American troops are put on heightened alert to be ready to deploy to the region. Plus, the growing humanitarian crisis. Here are tonight's headlines. Thousands waiting to get out of Gaza, stuck at the border with Egypt. The U.N. tonight warning that the Middle East is on the verge of the abyss. To the north, Israelis in 28 villages along the border with Lebanon are ordered to evacuate. The IDF releases chilling new video of the brutal attack on an Israeli kibbutz. Tonight, the large cache of weapons seized from Hamas. Here we
3: have hand grenades. Over here we have anti-tank bombs or IEDs. And over here we have anti-tank missiles. This really is quite an arsenal.
2: Israel's defense minister warns of a long war. Charlie Daggett is with Israeli troops. When it comes to sheer firepower... There
4: is no contest. Israel has one of the most advanced, well-equipped, and best-trained armies in this region. Hamas may not have the firepower to match Israeli tanks like these, but the question is how useful heavy weapons will be on the tightly-packed streets of Gaza.
2: America's top diplomat returns to Israel to try to secure the release of American hostages. landlord is killing her baby with a knife. The funeral tonight for a six-year-old Palestinian-American boy, his mom recovering in a Chicago-area hospital after their landlord is charged with a hate crime for allegedly stabbing them.
5: There is a mixture of anger and grief
2: after the little boy was killed. And Americans coming home from Israel by plane and by sea. I'm very happy to be back. The people there are coming together and they are incredible. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight we learned that Hamas took even more hostages than we knew. And so the race is on to find nearly 200 people before an Israeli ground invasion. And world leaders are working to get aid in and foreigners out of Gaza as the conditions worsen. Much of Gaza is already in ruins and the humanitarian crisis is getting worse by the hour. And there's breaking news. Israeli defense forces say it killed the head of Hamas's general intelligence. Secretary of State Antony Blinken back in Tel Aviv today to push for more diplomatic efforts to address this ongoing crisis, including efforts to open a civilian and humanitarian corridor from Gaza to Egypt. As of tonight, the border with Egypt is still closed to thousands who are trying to flee the war zone. The number of people killed continues to rise, with more than 1,400 in Israel and nearly 3,000 in Gaza. And more American troops are on standby tonight, preparing to be possibly deployed to the region. In an interview with 60 Minutes, President Biden endorsed Israel's goal of destroying Hamas but also warned Israel not to try to reoccupy Gaza, saying it would be, quote, a big mistake. CBS News has learned that the president is considering a trip to Israel this week in a show of support. The evacuations of Americans from Israel are underway tonight, with nearly 1,000 leaving by air and even by sea using cruise ships. We have team coverage tonight from Israel to Washington, and CBS's M.T.A.Z. Tayyip will start us off tonight from East Jerusalem. Good evening, M.T.A.Z.
6: Nora, good evening to you. As tens of thousands flee from the northern Gaza, we've learned the Israeli military has bombed the largest city in the south with hundreds of strikes. Nowhere in Gaza, it seems, is safe tonight. Israel's furious strikes on Gaza are laying waste to entire neighborhoods. The northern Jabalia refugee camp is now a hellscape after Israeli airstrikes demolished over 3,700 residential buildings across the Palestinian territory. The few who remain gather what's left of their broken lives. Israel's evacuation order of Gaza's northern half has triggered an urgent exodus. The UN says more than a million Palestinians have fled their homes, nearly half of the Strip's entire population since the Hamas attack. As the death toll rapidly approaches 3,000, Many of those who fled from the north are coming here to the southern Rafah border crossing with Egypt, the only way out of Gaza. But the crossing remains closed after it was damaged by repeated Israeli airstrikes and because of Egyptian restrictions, leaving foreign passport holders, including as many as 600 Americans, trapped in Gaza.
5: That's Gaza strip in Palestine. This is like, they think it's not
6: people here. Zakaria al-Aresha, who's from Michigan, is one of them. He says there's people here, people living here. This is not a life. Hundreds of tons of desperately needed aid from several countries also remain stuck on the Egyptian side. Secretary of State Antony Blinken flew back to Israel to meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu after crisscrossing the Middle East, where he met with several Arab leaders. to prevent the humanitarian crisis in Gaza from plunging even further after Israel blocked food, water, medical supplies and fuel from entering the Palestinian territory. The UN is now warning Gaza's hospitals, which are powered entirely by generators, will be out of gas within 24 hours, as doctors warn hundreds of patients who desperately need surgery are being left untreated. And
4: there were more critically ill patients needing to go to the ORs. These wounds are getting infected
6: including this little boy and his mother. Now, after the Israeli military announced today the number of people being held captive in Gaza stands at 199, more than was previously known. Tonight, Hamas has said there are 6,000 Palestinian prisoners, women and men, who they want freed in exchange for the hostages. Nora.
2: MTS Tayab, thank you. Sirens blared across Israel today as Hamas militants continue to fire rockets targeting Jerusalem and Tel Aviv today, forcing Secretary of State Blinken and Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu to seek shelter during their meeting. CBS's Holly William joins us now. And Holly, I understand you have new information about those hostages.
3: That's right, Nora. A disturbing video was released tonight by Hamas showing one of the female hostages it's holding, which we are not airing on television but we should warn you that our report contains some upsetting material. Today, Israel's military released this chilling video, which it says was found on the body of a dead Hamas militant. It appears to have been edited. The gunmen hunt their victims inside a kibbutz stalking civilians in their own homes. Until finally the militants killed. Israel says it's also discovered documents in the aftermath of the attack, including this handbook with instructions for blindfolding and executing captives. Today we were taken to an Israeli military base to see this cache of weapons seized from Hamas. So here we have hand grenades, over here we have anti-tank bombs or IEDs, and over here we have anti-tank missiles. This really is quite an arsenal. Israel's military claims some of it was made in Iran and North Korea.
7: We knew that they were getting more sophisticated. We knew that they were getting funds and training from Iran. But this is, this is something else.
3: Shai is a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen and a reservist in Israel's military, who's come from his home in New York to join the fight. Do you want to go into the Gaza Strip to fight?
7: I personally want to sit on the beach and have a gin and tonic. But unfortunately, we don't have that privilege. This is our only country. This is the only place we can... We have nowhere else to go.
8: This is Elmo. Look at his smile.
3: Israel is a country in agony. Orit Meir's 21-year-old son, Al-Mog, was at a festival when Hamas gunmen made partygoers their prey. They killed at least 260. But Al-Mog was apparently taken captive, appearing in this Hamas propaganda video. I recognised him uh, from the beginning. And how did you feel at that moment? Terrified. Terrified. Today, the head of Israel's internal security service said that he was personally responsible for the lack of early warning before the deadly attack nearly 10 days ago. According to Israeli media reports, several hours before the assault, officials here noticed unusual movement in the Gaza Strip, but the signs were largely dismissed. Nora.
2: Wow. Holly Williams. Thank you. Turning now to the anticipated ground invasion. Israel's defense minister warns that the ongoing battle against Hamas will be a long war and the price will be high. But it's a war that Israel will win. See, Charlie Daggett is in Tel Aviv tonight, Charlie. So explain some of the challenges that do lie ahead.
4: Yeah, Nora, we visited an Israeli tank unit not far from the border with Gaza. They say they are ready to go. They're just waiting for the order. But Hamas must have known that Israel would invade after what's happened, and they'll be waiting. The Israeli military says its bombardment of Gaza is less about retaliation than conducting precision strikes on known Hamas targets. But Israeli Defense Forces now face going in on the ground to hunt down Hamas militants amid a population of around 2.3 million. Gaza City is a labyrinth of streets and alleyways where Hamas can hide themselves and their weapons among civilians. When it comes to sheer firepower, there is no contest. Israel has one of the most advanced, well-equipped, and best-trained armies in this region. But ground assaults in urban environments are extremely risky for any fighting force. Reserve Major General Yair Golan has led troops into battle in Gaza many times during his military career. Can you describe what it's like to fight there? It's one of the most densest places on
0: Earth. And you have Gaza on the surface. You also have Gaza of the subterranean.
4: Hamas claims to have built a 300-mile hidden network, training videos showing fighters emerging from holes in the ground to launch attacks. In 2014, we were shown a tunnel dug by the group that led all the way to the Israeli side. Many of the nearly 200 hostages are believed to be held in this underground maze, complicating further an all-out assault previous ground incursions like in 2014 saw Israeli forces invade and withdraw within a matter of weeks. This is likely to last much longer. Is that even possible? Two years, three years, five years, doesn't matter. We are going to
0: protect our civilians.
4: And on another front, we are learning tonight that Israel has evacuated 28 towns and villages from the north amid concerns that Hezbollah may attack from Lebanon. Nora?
2: Charlie Daggett, thank you. Back here in Washington, President Biden was invited by Israel's prime minister, Netanyahu, and we're told Biden is considering the trip. Today, he spent much of the day making calls to world leaders in hopes of stopping the conflict from expanding. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports tonight from the White House. President Biden spent the day huddling with national
8: security advisers, considering a high-stakes visit to Israel as tensions in the region continue to rise. Iran's foreign minister threatened an expansion of war fronts if Israel doesn't stop bombing, declaring Iran cannot stand idly by and watch this situation unfold. On 60 Minutes Sunday, the president had a warning for Tehran.
2: Don't. Don't. Don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war.
1: That's right.
8: The Pentagon is reinforcing that message. 2,000 U.S. troops have been put on a heightened alert to be ready to deploy to the region in a support, not combat role. A second aircraft carrier has been ordered to the eastern Mediterranean, where it will join the USS Gerald Ford, each capable of carrying more than 60 aircraft. Meanwhile, Secretary Blinken has appealed to Arab leaders in the region to condemn the Hamas attack and support humanitarian efforts. But Egypt's President Abdel Fattah el sisi criticized Israel's bombing campaign. And Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, after making Blinken wait many hours before meeting, said Israel must first stop the siege in Gaza. Administration officials have said there are no plans to deploy U.S. troops to rescue American hostages in Gaza or to join the fight. The 2,000 now on heightened alert would provide intelligence, logistics, and communication support, and others would beef up security at U.S. installations across the
2: region. Nora, Weeja Jiang at the White House, where you can hear some of the protests outside there. Thank you. The FBI is warning attacks in Israel are leading to more threats of violence right here in U.S. The news comes as the Justice Department is investigating an alleged hate crime in Illinois over the weekend. A six-year-old Palestinian-American boy was killed and his mother was wounded in a stabbing attack that authorities say was motivated by the war. CBS's Jeff Begay has the disturbing details.
5: Today at this mosque near Chicago, prayers on the pavement outside. Standing room only inside as hundreds of mourners remember six-year-old Wadia al fayoum The little boy was brutally stabbed to death on Saturday, allegedly by the family's 71-year-old landlord, Joseph Shuba.
8: Landlord is killing her baby with a knife.
5: Fayoum's mother, Hanan Shaheen, was also stabbed. She was able to escape and hid in a bathroom, unable to reach her son, who police say was stabbed 26 times. When he was dead, he was less worse to his mom. Mom, I'm fine. Prosecutors say Shuba targeted the family because they are Muslim and because of the ongoing conflict in the Middle East. When this individual said, you Muslims must die, this was a message not to the boy and the, and the mother. This was to all of us. Today, Shubo was charged with multiple counts, including first-degree murder and hate crimes. We will protest quietly, but there's a lot of anger building up. With tensions high across the country and threats on the rise... The FBI is most concerned about lone wolf style attacks.
4: These things are going to be
5: very tough to stop, Uh, at least, though, we can try to discourage them. Prosecutors say the suspect became increasingly agitated and concerned about his safety after routinely listening to conservative talk radio. Wadia, who just celebrated his sixth birthday. He was born here in the U.S., but nor parents. They came to this country for a better life years ago and to escape the violence in the West Bank.
2: Mm, Jeff Begayes, thank you. A European capital is on high alert tonight after a possible terror attack. The details are coming up next. or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Tonight, Belgium has raised its terror alert after a deadly attack in Brussels. Two people were shot to death. And in a video posted on social media, an Arabic-speaking man claimed he shot them and was inspired by ISIS. The victims were from Sweden. That country's soccer team was supposed to play the Belgian national team. The game was suspended and fans were initially told not to leave the stadium with the gunmen still at large. One of the nation's biggest drugstore chains may be closing many of its stores. That's just ahead. Your local drugstore may be closing. One of the country's largest pharmacy chains, Rite Aid, has filed for bankruptcy protection. Slumping sales, ballooning debt and opioid related lawsuits have led to a drop in its stock price by more than 80 percent since the start of the year. Rite Aid is expected to close some of its 2,000 stores as it restructures. We remember TV star and fitness entrepreneur Suzanne Summers next.
1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Finally tonight, we want to take a moment to remember actor, author, and entrepreneur Suzanne Summers. In the 1970s, she lit up the TV screen in Three's Company.
1: Well, this is typical getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. <laughs>
2: She was a fan favorite and got some of the show's biggest laughs, but she was later fired after asking to be paid the same as her co-star, John Ritter. Summers later earned hundreds of millions selling the Master, remember that, and publishing dozens of health and wellness books. The third star of Three's company, Joyce DeWitt, told People Magazine today that her heart goes out to Suzanne's family. Her longtime friend, Barry Manilow, said she was the sister I never had. Suzanne Summers died of breast cancer surrounded by friends and family on Sunday. It was the day before her 77th birthday. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
2: Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, Yes, go! or attending one live, oh!